Support for the Takeover Lounge is provided by the Arts Foundation for Tucson and Southern Arizona, funded by the City of Tucson and Pima County, with additional support from the Community Foundation for Southern Arizona. Welcome to the Takeover Lounge. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome to Takeover Lounge. Happy Friday. You know, we got a special guest with us today. We have Chazelle up in the lounge today. How you feeling, Chazelle? I'm feeling good. How about you guys? Oh, man, it's a great day. Especially because this rain just got over here. So, you know what that means, you know. It's <laughs> a little yes. soothing, a little a little relaxed, you know what I'm saying? I, I can't complain. Oh, but yeah. uh, before, even before the show started, we were talking about the snow that came in here this earlier this week, that w- which was crazy. I was like, wait a minute, what the heck just happened? Did you get to enjoy the, the, the snow at all? I did. I actually just posted to my story on Instagram today with the, uh, the snow on the mountains. That's kind of crazy to see. Yes. Do you yeah. see, like, the, the year difference from, like, last year to this year? How, like, the mountains were burning last year, and now we got snow on the mountains this year? Like, Right. Right. We, we, surely, we surely know how to switch it up, right? <laughs> <laughs> we definitely do. And Danielle, did it make you feel a little bit, like, at home for the most part? It did. It did. Yeah. yeah. But you can see. Oh, like, okay. Snow just melted away. I so, know yeah. it doesn't stay very long. No, you gotta you gotta be there quick. You know, it's like those uh, sneaker those sneaker drops. You know, you gotta be it there and be be in line. <laughs> right, right. So we're gonna kick it off like we normally do every Friday. We have Daniela kick it off for us. So let's go ahead and get into it. All right. So Giselle, um, intelligence or wisdom? What's more important for a better world? You said intelligence or wisdom? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, that's a great question, because I would say you need both, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but I guess in my first mind, I guess I'll go with wisdom, because um, wisdom comes with experience, life experience, mm-hmm. you know? So you have to actually experience something to be able to understand it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I would I would go with wisdom because we gotta kind of experience things and get our hands on things and you know um, to gain a better understanding. Yeah, I like I like that. I was trying to think about like intelligence, like what's the difference between the two? But you 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 just nailed it in the head. Wisdom is just going through life and getting the the knowledge of life and how things work, and that's definitely true. Does intelligence actually make you smart? Does that is that what that means? Like, if you're intelligent, are you smart, or are there two different things? I would say there's different types of intelligence, but when we think of it on a broad level, I think intelligence is essentially like um, what you know, how much you know, mm. you know, um, or your intellect. You know what I mean? What you're able to, what kind of information are you able to receive and process and deliver? You know. Definitely. I like that. Perfect. Uh, so what or who got you into music? Uh, well, I grew up with music, so I really didn't have a choice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, my household, my family are very like musical people. They love music. So I was really just born into a house of people that um, that always had music playing, always appreciated music. Um, as far as me creating it myself, I think that was just sort of like a natural transition from in just enjoying it and then actually discovering that this was something that was inside of me and mm-hmm. kind of going on my own journey to then get it out of my system, you know? And I would say, gosh, that process has been going on throughout my entire life. It's funny because the earliest memories I have are probably of me being like, mm. I couldn't have been much older than kindergarten age, like actually 
I got my mom's cassette tapes without her permission. (laughs) I would put them in this little Fisher Price recorder and actually had a microphone and I would like record my voice over her tapes. I'm sure I got in trouble for that. (laughs) But I was was, like trying to experiment that far back. (laughs) Your mom put in the she was like, Marvin Gaye, it was was baby Chazelle on the mic, you know what I'm saying? Doing a thing. You know, my mom listened to all, all types of stuff, but I think I remember specifically one of the tapes I recorded over was uh, a Queen Latifah tape, believe it or not. <laughs> she, I knew she was mad about you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you're not about to mess up my Latifah. What? Right? <laughs> <laughs> what, what else is playing in that household? So what can you do, you know? Oh, definitely. <laughs> so what, what, what other music was playing in that household? Ah, uh, everything from wow, from hip hop to R and B to jazz to soul, um, and a, a lot of hybrids of those. Uh, some reggae. Um, yeah, it, it was it was pretty broad. I, I would say the only ones I didn't necessarily grow up on, like that was in her collection. Like my mom didn't. She didn't listen to like country or rock music or anything like that, but um, but I still had an understanding of who some of those heavy hitters were growing up. But, like I still knew about Aerosmith. I still knew like who these guys were, you know. So, um, but she had a pretty vast collection. And then I was such a sponge to performance and music that like I would just sit and watch MTV and BET. So that's kind of how I was able to know who everybody was. You know, right? right. Mm-hmm. MTV and uh, BET are definitely not what they used to be, as far as music and and entertainment wise. You know what I'm saying? So it was great. It's great that you bring that up because I thought I thought MTV and BET were like godsends for for culture wise. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'd be on there like, oh, okay, this is who popping. Freestyle Fridays on 106 and Park. Like, yo, what? Like, what I look exactly. forward to every day. <laughs> Yes. I, I I mean, I've seen it change a lot, too, but I haven't watched those channels in years because I don't even have cable. But um, I, I constantly hear, you know, the, the complaints about like how they don't even play music videos really anymore. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. YouTube just came in. and was like, yeah, here we go. <laughs> We're going to take this now. <laughs> right. Snatched it on up. It, it, it definitely did. They were like, yeah, give us that. <laughs> they did. Um, when did you start dancing then? Mm. Honestly, just as long as music has been a part of my life, dance has been a part of my life. Um, I probably came out of the womb dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, because it's like you turn on music, what does your body want to do? You know, and and for some, it comes more naturally than others, whether, you know, either way, whether you move or not, (laughs) I was one that moved, you know? Um, Yeah. So dance has always been something that has been a part of my being. And I would say my first, my first class, like in an actual dance studio setting was probably probably like 10 years old. Mm. That's dope. Yeah, so it's been a long time. What kind of dance were you doing at that time? Was it hip hop or was it contemporary? Um, I remember specifically it was right before moving out here because I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, and so I remember my mom. That's around at around that age is when my mom wanted to start getting me into classes like outside of school. Mm. Um. Mm. And I remember there was like this after school program at a high school. I think it was a middle school or a high school. And me and my best friend at the time, she took us both there. And this particular program, they had like theater for the kids and they had like um, a dance class and some other things. And I remember just being in this dance class and just being obsessed with like an actual dance floor and mirrors like you know, it was right. crazy. Right. Um, and I remember we did some across the floor stuff. And I, I specifically remember the uh, the teacher playing a Prince song. So I think it was probably more on the like 
jazz funk side. Mm. That's fun. That's definitely fun. And what made you like want to stick with it? Uh, because it was so natural for me, I loved it. Like, I felt mm. like that was one space that I belonged in, like, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and so that was fifth grade. And I just kind of continued it. Like, once moving out here, um, I got into middle school. Oh, the rain. I hear the rain coming down right now. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> it, it, it over here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, in uh, throughout middle school, I actually, from that point, it just never really stopped, honestly, mm. um, as far as me being in class. I could maybe one year, eighth, <clears throat> eighth grade, I wasn't necessarily signed up for the dance class, but I was always in there because I was like working on stuff for assemblies and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and it just never stopped. I went to a performing yeah. My middle school and my high school were both performing arts schools. So we were always performing. That's crazy. That's always that's always fun. It's always like it's, it's it's a sports in itself. So like for you to be able to have that passion to keep going, it's just amazing, and to still be doing it, like wow. Absolutely, and it's funny you say that because for those who don't know, you know, dance is an art form, but it's also a, a, it could be a sport as well. You know, it definitely is. I can't be like I hear everybody's like knee problems, joint problems. It's like it's definitely a sport in itself. It's just like. You got to take care of your body because mm-hmm. Danielle will be the first one to say, you got to stretch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All facts. All facts. Definitely. Hard facts. And especially as you get older, you need to keep stretching. You're like, yeah, we stretching yeah. before, after, during. You know, we stretching through all <laughs> throughout the day. <laughs> Period. <laughs> <laughs> what, what moved you out to uh, Arizona? Uh, my grandmother. Okay. She was the first of our family to come out this way. Her and uh, her husband, rest in peace. Um, at the time, they just uh, got in his truck and drove cross country and moved out here. Um, yeah. And so it was so far away from us, you know, but uh, we always had a place to come visit. And so we would kind of do the back and forth thing sometimes. Um even when I was younger, a couple of times, uh, I would even split some of the school year, you know, um, and that kind of happened until we moved out here officially uh, to be closer to her. Um, and then years later, she left. So now she's back east. <laughs> and we're still here. <laughs> so that was fun. All right. I'm back. I'm back over there now. <laughs> Right. <laughs> we we still tease her about that. But um but yeah, she's she's the she's the one who opened up Arizona to our eyes. So that's fun. That's so cool. I feel like was it weird being like in specifically Tucson doing performing arts? I mean, the arts are a lot different here as, as opposed to the east east coast kind of vibe cuz we're not very cultured in Arizona, especially like around that time moving here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so um, what kind of differences did you spot? You know, I would say Arizona definitely does have its own culture. Um, yeah. And it has, it has grown. I've watched it grow over the years. Um, there are differences, of course, but Arizona and Tucson specifically is its own unique vibe and energy here mm-hmm. um so because i've been here so long i've i've gotten uh i would i would say it like this my foundation is gonna be from the northeast right because that's what i was born into right and then coming here is really where i got to hone it um and submerse myself in it uh and um there's there's a lot of positives that Arizona and Tucson specifically has going for itself. Cause Tucson is even different, has differences from Phoenix and from, you know, from every other, uh, you know, city here in Arizona. I always like to say, uh, especially more so some years ago, but like Tucson has like, there's so many different creative pockets here, mm-hmm. but, um, 
it's I've always said Tucson has like this artsy fartsy vibe here. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I feel that. But I, I love it because it's like it's kind of artsy fartsy, and you have your your hipster pocket, and you have your theater pocket, and you have mm-hmm. your your rock pocket, and you have your hip hop pocket. You know, whether people right. want to believe it or not. There's so many different things, and and now I think it's even more prevalent, more prevalent than really, man, I mean, it kind of goes like this throughout the years, you know? So Definitely. if you talk to anybody from any from any era, I'm sure you talk to mankind, he can tell you stories for days. <laughs> yes, yes, you can. <laughs> you know? um, there's times where there, you know, certain parts of the culture um, were at, at a certain height, you know what I mean? And then it kind of maybe taper off a little bit. And then that next generation has stories as well, you know, but I would say right now we're at a a place where it's just, it's more broad where we could say, wow, you know, um, we, we have something, um, something more solid, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Definitely. Yeah. That's amazing. It's also awesome seeing you like be a part of that movement of things changing and making it solidified, you know? So that's awesome. Thank you. Um, do you have any type of meditation, gratitude, or grounding practice that you do? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> because I, I I love that whole <laughs> that whole thing when it comes to centeredness and groundedness and spirituality. Um, I definitely do yoga when I can um, here at home. You know, especially now that you know it's not. Uh, you can't really go to traditional classes like you used to. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, yoga is a practice um, that helps center me, get me moving, and it has a meditative um, component to it. Um, and meditation alone as well, just sitting down uh, and meditating. I'm trying to be more intentional, more intentional, intentional about doing that more. Mm-hmm. Um, else do I do oh my gosh um maybe not as much but I'm starting to tap back into just even writing journaling Mm. as well and um I'm always I'm always like following platforms and listening to podcasts and, and 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 seeking that type of knowledge from um other healers and other teachers and, and things like that. You know, I, I love following those communities as well. So yeah, those are some of the things I do. That's perfect. That sounds, that sounds like the perfect voice for it too. Like if I were to throw on a podcast, talk about meditation, I'm like, oh yes. Throw on some Chazelle, talk about guided meditation, guide me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, exactly. Thank you. What, like, has it been difficult to find like, that that inner peace during like this time like during 2020 especially like during pandemic during this whole politics stuff has it been hard to find like that inner peace for yourself um yes it's been a challenge mm-hmm. absolutely um especially this past year as i'm sure it has been for everyone i think everyone is challenged in some ways you know right um, whether it be being away from family, whether it be losing people, you know, whether it be from COVID or something else, um, um, whether it be um, not working, losing your job, like um, there are so many different challenges and specifically 2020 posed a lot of those for us, um, for the greater community. And then also, you know, the social unrest you know, yeah. um, that was super prevalent and really uh, pulled a veil from a lot of people's eyes because these are a lot of the the issues that have existed for a long time, mm-hmm. but, you know, began to surface again, you know, in a way that we couldn't ignore, you know? Right. Um, so, yes, I've, I've definitely faced and shared some of those challenges as well. Um, and so that just makes me, um, it frees up a lot of time for me to reflect. I'm already a pretty reflective person. Um, and it kind of, it kind of pushes you to, 
to, uh, you know, to do things that maybe you normally wouldn't do and to check in with yourself more and to like, really like think about like where you're at and how you're feeling and where you want to be and what you want to do, you know? Um, And I would say that's something that is um, a journey, you know, it's, it's not a destination. You have times that are, that are better and you're more clear and you have other times where you're not so much and you, and you're questioning, you know? So, um, yeah, so I've been there and, and it's still a a process, I'll say. Definitely. Definitely. That's that's good that. That, that that's brought up, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people come on here a lot of times and just like, yeah, you know, life was great, blah, blah, blah. I didn't go through, you know, doing all this stuff. But it's like you taking a moment to reflect, like you said, and be reflective and be like, oh, you know, that did kind of hurt. Ah, you know, I, I did. That did kind of sting me a little bit, or you know. So it's great that you brought that up because I feel like as creatives and as artists, people should take that time to reflect and know that you don't have to create all your pain and all your trauma. You know what I mean? That's an outlet, yes, but also reflect a little bit, you know? Take that moment just to to f- figure out where you're at mentally, physically, all that good stuff. So I'm glad you brought that up. Absolutely. It's so, it's so important. You know, we're so we keep, we're so used to being busy all yeah. the time. And when all that is stripped away, you kind of have to just, like, sit, sit with yourself, you know? And so mm-hmm. um, I think more of us, more of us should do that and more of us should, should seek whatever tools we need to put into our toolbox to help us heal during those rough times, you know? Definitely. And also you being an educator as well. I mean, a dance educator, which is still an educator in itself. Uh, how you been able to um, guide students or have students come up to you and be like, yo, Mr. Zell, like I'm having trouble with this, that, you know, the other, and you, were you just being able to be there for them? You know, um, 2020 has also posed those challenges as well mm-hmm. as far as being able to being able to um, communicate and uh, be as accessible for your students right. and vice versa. You know that has been a challenge for sure. So um, I used to teach at a local charter high school here, mm-hmm. um, and some of those students uh, have befriended me on social media and things like that. So. We kind of keep tabs on each other at a, at a distance. I've had a few of them message me and, and we'll pop in, but it's nothing like being able to actually be in front of each other and have those conversations. Right. Um, right. And I think that's been the, a challenge with like just people in general, right? Like our friends, our, our family, like <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like you have to make a real effort, you know, to maintain that. Um, so that has been challenging. Um, I, my last, my last course, uh, that I taught was in the fall. Um, it's a, it's a course that I, I co-teach, um, at the university. And so for the first time we were virtual, you know, and so that was a different experience as well, because that particular time I was sending my lessons in, they were learning the lessons, and we probably went live only a few times out of the whole semester. And those were the only times where we could see each other and connect. Um, And I just like, for me, I'm just like, I just want to be all in the screen, like, and hug everybody. (laughs) But, you know, those times are precious. And, you know, and at that point, you know, anytime they wanted to ask me something, um, even going into a new semester, I want to make it so that I create a space for them where they can message me, send me email, you know, um, and have more, more of a direct communication. Um, but it's, it's been challenging. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's good that you're, everybody's working through it and trying to get through it. I mean, it's That's looking awesome. pretty good right now. So, I mean, hopefully we can get out of this and just mask up be normal you know for the most part yes (laughs) mask up y'all yes definitely um what um hobbies do you find yourself doing now since you've been you know in the house isolated a little bit longer but have you picked up any new hobbies i know daniela has for sure (laughs) (laughs) um i would say some of the hobbies would be what i shared earlier like as far as helping me center like would be like yoga the journaling um tapping back in with that um you know, the podcast, the, like, uh, I love entertainment. So I'm, yeah. you know, I'm al- always searching for programming, like <laughs> Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, like. <laughs> She's <laughs> you know, on it all. 
<laughs> right. And I'm also trying to make more of a concerted effort to get outside more and go mm. on more walks and go on more hikes and like get into nature more. That's really important to me. So I have to like really push myself to like do that. Right. <laughs> yeah, Daniela, what what are some of the hobbies you've picked up? <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> I've just been crafting a lot, to be honest. A whole lot. <laughs> a lot oh, okay. of crafting. What kind of crafting? Um, I've been like uh, painting canvases, like little jars. Um, the diamond art painting ones that you put, like it's like the color by number um, type things, but it's with like little gems. And then I got a Cricut for Christmas. So I've been try trying that out. We're going to try out this weekend, see what else I can do. But A cricket as in? Real cricket? A whole cricket? No, no, no. It's like a machine that you can make like vinyls with and um, like cardstock and like iron on shirts, things like that. Oh, okay. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, yeah she's she been going off with that stuff. Like, every week is a new project. <laughs> yeah. For hey, real. I, say, I, say, I say go for it. Go for it. Do Definitely. whatever makes your heart happy right now. Like, it, it's yeah. time to start doing that. <laughs> it definitely is. She said, what kind of podcasts are you listening to? Like, what, what are podcasts you are listening to? Um, One of the latest ones I discovered is uh, one by singer Jill Scott. She just started a podcast. Um, you know who Jill Scott is out of oh, Philly? The Soul yeah. yeah, she just started a podcast with two of her girlfriends, and I've been getting into that. Um, prior to that, I was listening to, um, oh my goodness, I know Amanda Seals has a podcast. Uh, what is it called? I forget the name of it. Um, but you put their names, it'll come up. And then also there's one I listen to called uh, Hello Honey. Uh, by Jeannie Mai. Yeah, Jeannie Mai. I, I, I've been liking her for a long time. What Far before she was on The Real. I've been following her career. Um, but there's been like a few. And then there's also been some other ones that focus around therapy. Um, there's one called Black Girl Therapy that, that I follow as well. Um, yeah, there's like a good handful. And I'm always like searching for new ones if they catch my attention and I actually am intentional about listening to them. It's it's a good time to listen to them like if I'm multitasking like cleaning or something like that. Right. What what kind of like is it hard to be a multifaceted artist? I feel like it's just so time consuming and <laughs> how you find time to make things happen because not only are you a singer songwriter, you're also a dance instructor, a dancer. You're also uh, an actor, like, how do you balance it all? Great question. Um, <laughs> I would say, wow. You know, I would say at this point, I'm so used to it because I've been doing them all for so long that it just kind of becomes a part of your system. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, when one thing, let's say, if I'm not really doing a lot of acting at the moment, then maybe I'm um, doing more choreography-based stuff. Or sometimes they interchange, right? Uh, but it's wild how I find myself, sometimes it's like they're all there. Like, um, yeah. for example, like, and we'll probably get into it a little later, but I have some, some projects um, that are releasing this month specifically, and they're all in like, different artistic mediums and I'm like how did that happen like <laughs> like how did that happen and then all at the same time so you just never know but um I guess yeah I have no real answer for it I just do it's it part of the system. yeah no that's perfect do you have any way to like keep yourself organized I mean are you using your calendar are you using any apps to help you organize everything yeah, I'm 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 a pretty I like to think of myself as a pretty organized person. Okay. <laughs> um and especially, you know, being a teacher, you you learn to be yeah. very organized, you know. Um everything is a calendar, you know. Uh <laughs> um but yeah, I think I've just always been that way. So um I keep 
I've always utilized my phone calendar. That's probably my main one, you know, that, that I use, um, you know, with notifications and alerts, I, I keep a, a whiteboard in my bedroom for reminders. I just added a whiteboard to my kitchen for kitchen I reminders. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I do have those things that, that help me like not miss important dates and times and stuff like that. That's perfect. I mean, I think it's good to just to talk about it because I feel like a lot of artists and people that like don't, they put it to the side, like, oh, I don't need that. You need that, you know, because <laughs> mm-hmm. things can get lost. Because like today, I did, I almost forgot about a, a interview we had tomorrow. Like <laughs> I almost oh. dropped the ball on that. I would have been late. So definitely get your organization in here. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, <laughs> right. I say write, write it down, type it down. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So right now we're gonna take a little break with Chazelle. Uh, I think we got the couch up right now. Maybe let's see if I get to go ahead <clears throat> from the man behind the curtain. Because this will be the couch of things that just dropped in Arizona that you should be listening to. So, yeah, we're going to go ahead and roll that. I got the I got the go ahead. So we're going to play that, and then we'll be right back with Shazelle. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 15 of The Couch. It's your boy Z Give. Let's get into it, man. Here are songs that just dropped in AZ that you should be listening to. First off, we got Rock Bottom by Teray Masters. Up next, we got Bossed Up by Danny Foster. Next, we got Wanna Go by Sickness. You know, I got my handy dandy laptop here, so forgive me. Uh, next, we got With You by Logan Jersey. And up next, we got Mastermind, who just dropped a little project called What A Year. Be sure to check that out show that some love. And lastly... We got Tommy Will dropping license plate. So be sure to check that out this week on the lounge, Takeover Lounge. We got Chazelle, 8 p.m., be there, B Square. Y'all already know what it is, all that good stuff. Shout out to Pipe for doing our couch recap. Last week, this is going to be a weekly thing. So artists, if you want to be featured on the couch and the couch recap, tag us in any of your drops that you got going on. Every week, tag us. We always looking. We're always willing to put you on the couch and put you on the couch recap. Why not? It's dope exposure for you and dope exposure for Arizona. So let's make sure you're tagging us at Takeover AZ Media. We are here to serve y'all. So with that being said, we hope you have a good one. And we'll see you on Friday, 8 p.m. for the Takeover Lounge. Man, I was a little little dusty in that video. Now that I look at it now, I'm like, I actually filmed something looking like that? (laughs) What? Don't be hard on yourself. (laughs) No, fair enough. I was was rocking the the 808 and Friends shirt, so that makes up for it. So shout out 808. (laughs) But we're back with Chazelle. She does it all, man. Like, if you haven't been with us this like the second half of uh, us interviewing her she does amazing stuff and is still doing amazing things so let's go learn more about her you know what i'm saying <laughs> thank um, you Ch- chiselle what do you think is one thing every human should learn how to do mm-hmm. wow one thing every human should learn how to do, oh, that's such a good one, is, uh, I want to say read. That's like the first thing that came to mind. But I also want to say, learn how to um, love yourself and take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. That comes to mind. I'm, I'm really big when it comes to, to self-love and self-care. Um, Definitely. And I feel like when when we lack that as people, then other areas of our life kind of fall to the wayside as well if we're not taking care of ourselves first. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I want to see more people um, be more intentional about taking care of themselves and, and like in every way, you know, I, I always say mentally, physically and spiritually, like whatever you need to do, even if. You don't know where to start and you need to seek some professional counsel. Do that. 
you know, do whatever it is you need to do to help pour into yourself. So definitely. What's um what's what do you think the stigma is between uh like people wanting to get therapy? Yeah, um, you know, I don't think there's much of a stigma today as there was. Definitely. Um you know, years ago. I think now it's definitely become more people are more open about talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, more comfortable talking about it and sharing it. Um which I'm so grateful that we're in that place, but there, there, it still, it still may hold some stigma, you know, with, um, with certain people, certain cultures, certain families, certain traditions, you know, where it may be looked down upon for whatever reason, because people like to, you know, may think, oh, well, if you do that, something got to be wrong with you. You know right. what I mean? Right. And it's like, it's not the case. It's like, hmm, well, if you aren't doing certain things, something will be wrong with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think we need to start breaking down those stigmas and we need to start dismantling those and, 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 and encouraging one another to um, get help, especially if we can, you know? And, yeah. you know, yeah. a lot of us don't know where to start, but for those of us, let's say if you have, uh, I mean, and there's so many different ways to seek counsel. There's so many different, you know, different um, platforms. There's there's online platforms. There's, um, you know, there's di- different types of life coaching and different things that you can look into. But, um, you know, if you have, I know everyone, you know, health healthcare is an issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I understand that. You know, but for those who are blessed to have some type of insurance, you know, look into it because, you know, utilize that service while it's uh, available to you. Uh, You know, um, and if you don't, there are other uh, avenues that um, that help communities that do, you know, that do struggle with um, having that coverage. So I I just say ask questions and look into it because there is help out there, you know? Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> kind of on the same note of just um, wanting to change things a little bit. Um, do you think women in the music industry are underrepresent- underrepresented and um, are not supported enough? Mm. <laughs> this is always an interesting question over the years. And it's so interesting because I've been asked this so many times in different parts, in different times of my life, right? Right. Um, and I all I would say traditionally it'd be an automatic yes, right? Right. To that. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I would say underrepresented right now, mm-hmm. as much as I could say, um, oftentimes misrepresented. Mm. Um, you know, uh, there was a time where we definitely were underrepresented. It's kind of like it started out where, <clears throat> you know, um, and hip hop is, you know, traditionally a boy's game, you know, right. but right. like women have always been there, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, when coming into it at let's think early hip hop, um, there was a time once we kind of broke down those barriers you know, once once you had your Roxanne Shantae's and, mm-hmm. and, you know, everybody who came in after her and even before her, um, um, there was a time where we had great representation of multiple types of female um, hip-hop artists, you know, or, uh, or you know, um, um, female identifying or however you want to, you know, non-binary, right. but you know, just, you know, however you want to say that. Um, and then I think it started to trickle off at a certain point, you know, um, and then it got to a point where let's say 10, 15 years ago, where it was like, all right, now labels just wanted to invest and like put everything in like the one artist. Then they wanted to make it where it was like, we'll throw a bone and have them kind of like fight for that. (laughs) And, you know, and we only want to put all of our resources behind this, these few women. And that became an issue for a long time. And I think we're in a place right now where we're just trying to like move past that. Um, 
But I, I would say there could be, um, we could do better about uh, showcasing more diversity amongst the women that we see in hip hop. You know, because I've I've noticed a lot of a lot of patterns when it comes to image. You know. Yes. 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 You know, and 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 it's to the point now where it's like we're so sold on it that like people, even if you like those artists, people are getting tired. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you, like you, you guys are kind of playing us for like what you think we want. Like that's mm-hmm. cool, but. We also want to see and hear women speak about other things. And we want to see different looking women. And Agreed. we want to, <laughs> you Agreed. know, we, we want some more representation that represents like what all types of people, um, mm-hmm. you know, look like and are bringing to the table. So I think we got, we still got some work to do for sure. <laughs> I agree. I love, yeah. I love that. That's a great answer. That's, great answer. Yeah. And that's definitely, of course, at a, at a mainstream level, because if you look underneath that, it's like, they're there. There is just not always a fair, a fair balance of um, who's getting that exposure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a whole game in itself. And we, we always talk about it on, on this platform. It's just like, the game's rigged, but you got to make sure, you know, you, you're, you're crossing your eyes, dotting your teeth, crossing your eyes, dotting your teeth, dotting your eyes, crossing your teeth. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I wouldn't even right? know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I noticed it right when I said it. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear yeah, I was you. Looking at me like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's because all the TikToks you sent me, man. It got me all messed up. <laughs> Pick, like what man? That's all I hear in my background right now in my head. It's just so Daniela sends us sends me a lot of TikToks, and um, mm-hmm. there's this this one she sent me with T Pain. I should actually have her explain it because she explains it way better than I do. Oh, <laughs> uh, so T Pain went on live, and I guess the artist sent um his song to T Pain, and he didn't think that you know it was gonna be played on his Twitch, and so T Pain plays it. And I forget who the other two people was uh, that were with him, but it as soon as I heard the beat, they were just like, "Oh, this is gonna be a fire song." And it was about <laughs> this guy uh, talking about feet pics, and you know how like people want to see his feet pics, but they can't unless they buy the premium. <laughs> so, Wait, it's about I missed that. It's about what feet pics? Feet pics, like pictures of feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow okay the song's really good though I'll, we'll send it to you right after this we're done with the, the interview but you should check it it's out a it's good, really good. It's, like it's a good song <laughs> production on there is was it, pretty good it was really fun is it for like foot fetishes or something I, I'm assuming that was the target audience yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well hey I, I like T-Pain I feel like T-Pain is so musically gifted that he can make he can make anything sound dope. Yeah, yeah. no, he definitely could. So if he, <laughs> if he decided to hop on that, I mean, I wouldn't be mad at him either. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, um, Chazelle, what if there was one thing that you could dedicate your life to, like cause? What would it be, and why? Wow, you guys have great questions. I'm impressed. <laughs> the dad's That's coming in with the heavy hitters, man. Wow, very, very meaningful, thought-out questions. Wow. Oh my gosh. Ask me one more time. <laughs> okay, if there was one cause that you could dedicate your life to, what would it be and why? Well, there's so many worthy causes, right? So it's it's hard to choose one. Um, but if if I had to choose one right now, that cause, um, a cause that is close to my heart, I don't even know if I want to call it a cause, an issue. Uh, I would say um, first thing that comes to mind, and there's like I said, there's so many that I care about. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, but the first thing I would say right now, um, as a Black woman in America, I would say reparations. 
for Black people in America. <laughs> and right. that that is a, a whole other conversation. I don't know how deep I want to dive into that, but that's so important to me when I think about um, the descendants of slavery in this country um, and how that issue is, is, is many times sort of brushed under the rug. It has been for years, but it's at the point now mm-hmm. where people... People aren't okay with that. Um, policies, you know, there are people who are actively working to change policies and 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 get things in front of people. You know, you know, we just celebrated Martin Luther King Day, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people attribute Martin Luther King to just "I have a dream," but Martin Luther King had so many other things that were close to his heart as well, and one of them was that. You know, mm-hmm. and so there are these issues that I feel like need to be brought to the forefront and we want to be able to make things fair for everybody. But let's, you know, let's let's um, let's put it on the table and do what needs to be done. And like Martin Luther King said, we're coming for our check. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I would I would say reparations. That's a good one. That's a great one. And, and and it's another way, you know, I feel like it's important to honor my ancestors because mm-hmm. they endured so much, so much mm-hmm. that a lot of us could never imagine going through, you know? Right. Um, and for that reason, um, that's something that I, I want to see done. It's not just for myself. It's it's really for a, a collective. And and and, <laughs> and no no dollar sign can pay for that sacrifice, but but we damn sure could start somewhere. <laughs> right, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Also, I wanted to know a little bit more about um, how you and mankind met. Did you guys actually like? Well, I want to hear that story. <laughs> I feel like everybody has like a funny like when I met mankind moment. Like nobody forgets that moment. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting because he interviewed me once before. And in that interview, we figured out that we had a connection that I didn't know or realize we had. Mm. And he may remember other instances of meeting me um, right. when I was younger and stuff like that. But for me, I did, I never was really able to like put a face to who he was. But that connection, mm. was that, that it was him that put together... Um, that helped put together or put together the production and the track for one of my songs on my first album. Wow. Uh, yeah. And it's called reminiscent. And that honestly is like a personal classic that anybody who has rocked with me back in the day, they, they know that song. Like that song is like a, a, a hip hop, a old, I call it an ode to hip hop. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that interview I had no idea like when he told me that it was him I was shocked like mm-hmm. <laughs> my memory of that was the studio I was recording at it, they were uh the engineer was friends with him and I remember the engineer would tell me he came back with this track and was like yeah this is something um I put together with basically the homies or whatever and and right. such and such was playing guitar riff on it and da, 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 da. so back then I didn't really know I just kind of knew like oh okay cool like let me right. stick to it like <laughs> yeah I had no idea that he was um connected to that and that's like such a special song to my heart you know what I mean like if if I'm doing anything that celebrates hip-hop I try to bring that song out that's awesome mm-hmm. I love that kind of go for that and you're also Yes, yes, throw like throwback. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so what yeah. what um what are you working on right now? I wanna I wanna know about this these three other things you got coming out next month or just coming up month. Yeah. Um I know, right? It's gonna be February on Monday. <laughs> yeah, I was like I was like, this coming out this month. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> What? It's going by. <laughs> Oh my gosh, 2021. Um, wow. Okay, so the projects, okay. So I have some collaborative projects that are coming up. Okay. Um, the first one, uh, and it's so great that we're doing this because this is such a great way to kick that momentum off. Oh, um, 
Yeah, uh, the first project that is actually dropping this Sunday, <clears throat> I believe, is a that one is um, a musical collaboration, and it's actually my first overseas collaboration. Oh wow! Uh, wow. With yes, with uh, an MC out of the UK. That's dope. And yes, and he goes by Inglorious Poet, and he you can just. You can always tell when someone is authentic when it comes to like their appreciation for hip hop. And 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 I, I definitely um, felt that with him. Um, and he's also a boxer as well. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, we put together this track. Uh, it's called Believe. And it features another MC out of New Jersey that goes by K Prez. And um, he wanted some... Uh, a woman's touch on the track on the on the track uh, as far as the hook and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, I, I, I historically I write everything that I do, but this particular track he already presented it to me written and everything, and um, and I just sort of put my own touch on it. Nice. And it's basically about nice. about believing in yourself, like against all odds. Like just believing in yourself wholeheartedly and going for whatever it is you want to go for in life. Um, and um, yeah, so that's going to be uh, releasing Sunday. And I think his album releases in March, but he's releasing a couple of singles leading up to that. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited for that. And it's a very, it's a really like positive song. Like I feel like that's like always necessary. Um so there's that. And then, um, and I'm going to try to tell it to you without giving, because I don't know when we're publicizing this. Thing. Okay. I know this, I know this <laughs> is live, but I'm not sure when we're going to put it back up. But um, uh, just before Valentine's Day, I have another collaboration that is um, choreography. I actually worked with <clears throat> a local musician <clears throat> and she's a really talented musician. I sort of I have met her through a community of women musicians um, across genres. And like, it's hard for me to even label what her genre is. Um, I would say, I don't know, it's just like a cool mix of like, she plays all types of instruments and uh, maybe like an alternative pop with a little soul in there. Um, Yeah, and so she asked me to come on board. She wanted to do some choreography and right now, the way I'm doing it because of our situation, like I'm pretty much only doing virtual work. Mm-hmm. And so she, it, that kind of went in line with her idea for her um, the concept for her video, which is where I uh, created a tutorial and then she sent it out to people to learn it. And those people essentially recorded themselves dancing and, and kind of she splices it together in her video and then um it does feature me dancing in it as well by myself um yeah so that was just so fun and it's such a good song um that's just before valentine's day perfect Uh, yeah and then i'm also working on a scripted podcast which is kind of like another name for that is like a radio drama so it's basically like, yeah, it's kind of like it would be like like a movie or a series, but you're listening to it, you know? Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's pretty cool. And it, that's going to be, um, I'm not going to say the name of it yet, but promo is coming out real soon, probably like this week. Um, <laughs> and that one is basically about the relationship between two female detectives. That's basically what that's about. Um, that's the most I can give about it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's, I, uh, <laughs> I think that one is set to release like toward the end of February, like the 23rd or something like that. So it seems like every other week in February, something new is going to drop. So that's, I'm excited. That's, I'm excited too. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where did this come from? You know, it seemed like, like, Everything was slow for so long, and then all of a sudden, it's like, you know. <laughs> back to back that, to back to back. <laughs> exactly. Everybody wants to release in February. <laughs> so. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, you did the, you were part of the Tumal Cypher for the Tucson Halo Festival, okay? 
Yes, I was. What was was that like and the experience and how did that come about for you? Um, how did it come about? Okay. So if I'm correct, mankind reached out to me, um, to be a part of it actually. And was like, you know, he reached out to me online and was like, Hey, we have this idea for the hip hop festival. This was in 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, he was like, you know, we want to do an all female cypher, you know, um, these are the other ladies that we're looking at. You know, it would be so dope if you if you came on board. Um, and um, it's not easy to talk me into anything, but but he uh, he talked me into it. <laughs> it you know, he def it, it sounded like it was like it would be dope. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. and it was. <laughs> it definitely was. It definitely was. <laughs> and you know what? We had so much fun um, filming it. We met down at the Royal Room. We all met each other for the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. down there, myself, Trauma, SBZ, and uh, uh, Lizzie, mm-hmm. and um, Lizzie P. And uh, that was wild, because it was, everything was quick. And I remember I had just got done teaching a dance class, like a sweaty dance class. Oh, and wow. so, yeah, like after the dance class, I had to freaking try, I had to run down there, meet everybody, go in the bathroom and like freshen up. <laughs> and like try to get camera ready and and we hopped right on in and you know um sd visions and um shana rose you know they all everybody just mobbed up down there and was ready to go pike you know what i mean um gosh and it was it was a movie as they say It's amazing. That's awesome. I'm glad that happened, like, in Tucson. Like, I'm so glad that happened. Me too. Me too. Absolutely. You know, I I um, I had my part some years ago, my share in putting some ciphers together with some local MCs. I put maybe, like, five five episodes together. It was called Southwest Cypher Series. And this was, okay. like, this was back in, oh, my goodness, what year was this? Maybe, like, 2013, 2012, mm-hmm. 2013. Um, and that was so dope, you know, and we did about, I wanted to do so much more, but of course life happens, but we did like about five episodes. And then I, you know, I had never, I had, sorry, I heard something at my door. <laughs> no, no, I, had never, I had never heard of um, an all-female cypher, you know what I mean? And I, I you know, I, w- I didn't get around to doing it because I would have tried to do it back then, but I didn't get a chance right. to, doing it, so, to do it. So it was really dope to uh, see something like this happen for, I think, the first time, especially in this way, you know? Definitely. Yeah. So it goes down in history, for sure. It definitely does. What, um, what was, like, your experience touring? Like, do you have any fun tour stories? Um... I do, but not not in regards to hip hop. <laughs> right, it's a, it's a it's a musical, right? Yeah, I. Uh, that's so funny. This. Um, let me see if I can help you out here. Um. So let's see. This poster you see, I could get over there. <laughs> this poster you see behind me right here. Uh huh. If I could, that one, yeah. <laughs> it's like, where's my finger going? Um, yeah, I was a part of a, a yes, I could say a quartet um, called uh, Doo Wop Divas. And we basically did like, um, we did uh, some covers of some old Motown and Doo Wop songs of all the like top girl groups um, from the 50s and the 60s. Um, so yeah, uh, we went on tour a couple of times. We did like Arizona tour, like all around Arizona. Um, and this particular poster is was uh, also when we went to Florida. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and you know we uh, anyone could come to our shows, like all ages, but it definitely catered to that audience of of your nanas and your tatas, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it was amazing because we were able to help take them back like to their era and it was like mm. a party for them. You know what I mean? Wow. Like it was amazing. And I'm talking about like, like 
they would come out like concert level, like they were huge audiences, like huge venues, like like the like ritzy type, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, and they were going in and it just, it makes you think like at one point, you know, we're gonna, you know, you know, hopefully, you know, creator willing that we reach that age that we'll be thinking it back like that was my song back in two thousand. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? um, and oh god, we had so much fun. I got a chance to go to um, Disney World for the first time. Oh, wow. um, yeah, in Florida, and it was like it was so freaking fun. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> we were I can like, imagine. <laughs> Yeah, we were just like big kids, you know what I mean? Like walking around the park. I'm not a, a roller coaster person, so I'm mm. the person that'll like, I'll meet y'all at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did get on some other rides, though. I got on some other fun rides, though. Um, That's fun. But yeah, there's, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some other some other funny stories, but <laughs> it, it was a good time. It was a good time. Um, actually, one of one of our singers in this poster too. She had just had a child, so she was still like, um, she was still uh, what do you call? She was still on the on the pump for her baby. Oh, you know what okay. I mean? On her, yeah. So like, it was wild. It was like <laughs> pump here and pass the beer over here but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? like yeah it, it was a good time good time that's awesome <laughs> let me fix my chair back there we go sounds good well we have one last question for you this is like the 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 most famous question that we're known for here and I have Daniela uh-oh. tell it <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. Nothing, nothing too tricky nothing too tricky no um, if you could choose any superhero power, power, what would it be and why? A superpower. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Um, <laughs> mm, wow. I would say... I would say maybe to be invisible whenever I want to be invisible. Mm. Perfect. Good one. We haven't heard uh, of that. You haven't? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Yeah, I would say like on the whim, if I ever wanted to just boop, just like you can't see me. <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm I'm pretty sure there's like so many situations we could think of where like we would want to just like quickly like yeah. get going. You know what I mean? Definitely. <laughs> 100%. That's a good one. <laughs> you know, it's like maybe maybe you're in a meeting you don't want to be in and you right? sneak out mm-hmm. or something, you know, and they're like, wait, they're like, what was that at the door? <laughs> like you just like brief. Oh man, that's a good one. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> well, Chazelle, thank you so much for being on the show. It was an awesome thank talking you. to you and learning more about you. We got Believe dropping this on Sunday, right? You said? Yep, on the 31st. On the 31st. So y'all be on the lookout for that. We're going to repost it and do all that thing for all that for you and get the word out there. Um, where can they find you at? Where can they follow you at? Uh, they can find me under Chazelle Presents, like across all socials. They can visit my website, ChazellePresents.com. So it's my first name, C-H-E-Z-A-L-E, Presents.com. Um, Those are pretty much my handle on Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook page as well. So Chazelle Presents. All that good stuff, All that. man. And you can follow me at Z underscore underscore G-I-V. You can follow Daniela at Danny Roll Takeover. Perfect. And you can follow <laughs> and you can follow us, the collective at Lounge Takeover. <laughs> that a cat right there? Yo. <laughs> it's so fluffy. He's been bothering me the whole time. Like right? <laughs> trying to get my attention. Like here, here's your five seconds. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, His thank name you so is much. Simba. Perfect name. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys. Thank you, guys thank you so much for, for having me. 
Absolutely. I really, really enjoyed myself. You guys asked like amazing questions. You guys are (laughs) so sweet, great personalities, very personable, made me feel comfortable. Um, I appreciate everything that you guys are doing for the greater uh, Tucson hip hop community. Um, Just because you want to just because you want to do it, it means a lot. So thank you guys so much for this. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yo, and we'll see everybody back here Friday, 8 p.m., man. We out of here. Hey. <laughs>